You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Film on the Rocks is back, baby. Film on the Rocks has been Colorado's essential summer event for over 20 years. They feature live performances and movies under the stars at the iconic Red Rocks Park and Amphitheater. The summer series combines some of the best in culture, views, and cult classics. It's a movie experience like no other. These viewings fill up fast, so make sure you get your tickets ASAP. to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. I'm your host, Ruto, joined by AJ Hayfley as we continue our contract talks, negotiations for the Avs they have to get through this offseason with what is possibly the biggest, certainly the biggest contract the Avs will have to sign this offseason, possibly the biggest contract that will get signed this off season. I'm trying to think of anyone who could get a bigger one and I'm struggling to come up with one. Now it doesn't have to be that big with kale. It could be a smaller one. We'll get into that on the show, but it has the potential to be a massive deal. Um, Makar obviously has very rapidly ascended to star defenseman status in the league. Um, has he? Yes. I mean, a Norris Trophy finalist in the yeah, second year. Right. That's what I'm After saying. Top like, ten finish as a rookie. Hard Are to we sure he's good? <laughs> only the only defenseman to have a point per game season this year. That's all. Hmm. You know, nothing special. Just some guy. Um, look, obviously the kid does ridiculous stuff. We've talked about it a lot. He absolutely has that it factor out on the ice that makes people go hmm. wow. But uh, wows don't pay people. Money pays people. What do you mean? Your paycheck isn't just full of a bunch of Brandon saying wow, wow, (laughs) wow, over and over? Imagine if I could, like, buy food with that. Uh, How many wows does this cost? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm a little short on dollars this month, but I've got a lot of wows. Doesn't quite work out that way. Makar's contract situation is interesting because it's very, very difficult to find a comparable that was signed under the cap freeze. It basically doesn't exist, right? The The closest thing I could find is Petrangelo's deal, which was uh, signed in October of 2020. But obviously Petrangelo is 31, <laughs> Well, it's a UFA deal, so like we need, to, we need to stress right away that there's just not there's just not a, a really good comparable for right. this situation. 
Right. Macar it, has created kind of his own singular market with with just his raw production, which his agents would be smart to just be like he's like incredibly unique player. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's nobody else like this guy in the NHL, okay? Cause you look at you, I mean you look at the other so we've we've talked a lot on the show over the over the last year and a half about like the future of the NHL and how these young defenders that are coming up right now are badass. Yep. And how they're going to change the league. You know, you're talking Kale McCarr, Miro Haskinen, Quinn Hughes, Rasmus Dahlin, these types of guys, Adam Fox. And someone's got to be the first to sign. Well, all of those guys that I just named, except Fox are unsigned RFAs this off season. So, They're going to. This is going to be a very similar summer as as to the one that happened back when McKinnon signed his contract, because that was a summer in which a handful of guys needed to sign deals. I mean, you can even go back to the the Marner and Miko off season too. Yeah, where there were a lot everyone was kind of kicking around, waiting to see where the market was going to get set to. But well, and then Sebastian Ajo got offer sheeted. Yeah, and Carolina laughed all the way to the bank. Yeah, well, and it just sort of like it, it sort of like weirdly kicked off like this like strange string season where like that one happening. contract yeah. got used for nothing, <laughs> and everybody kind of just pretended it never happened. Yep. But if you look at like the McKinnon situation, you look at the fact that McKinnon, Monahan, Shifley, and Barkov all signed within the same like seven month period because Barkov signed his deal in January, which kind of gave everybody like early ish, but kind yeah. of a, a baseline to work off of. Um, there isn't one of those yep. in this case. The- I think the the one we've been referencing most was um, Thomas Shabbat, but again, that's, that's the one that I have pulled up here as the as the comparable here because there have not been Thomas Shabbat. We're talking age twenty three, okay? Yep. Kale McCarr right now is twenty two years old. He will turn twenty three in October, uh, at the end of October. So this will be his age twenty three season. Shabbat was 23 when he signed his deal, which was an 8x8 eight eight in 2019, yeah. coming off of his ELC, uh, essentially after after two seasons. I actually think he just finished his ELC. Yeah. He, I mean, he had the uh, the 63 games in 17-18 with 25 points. It was technically his rookie year. And then he had his breakout year, finishing the ELC. Yeah, so he signed this contract. Shabbat had this the Shabbat this Shabbat contract came after two years. Yep. Which is what Makar has played. And so Shabbat had 80 points in 134 games. All right, so that's where we're starting. Yep. Right now, Kale Makar has 94 points in 101 games. Pretty good. So you look at the eight by eight and you just say just bump it up a notch. Okay, so you have to go higher than that. <laughs> yep. And then you start to look at it, it's you don't want to do it because it gets to be really murky territory, but you look at Rantanen's contract. Nine and okay. a quarter. Nine point two five it's at at six years with two point per game seasons. Two yep. healthy point per game seasons. Something that McCarr hasn't done yet. Health probably the biggest knock on on any contract talks he's going to have. Yep. And it shouldn't, I, I don't think it will have any significant impact on I the don't money that he ends up it, getting. It's not like the injuries he has dealt with have not been anything particularly serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just been a little banged up for both of his seasons. And I mean, he missed what, 12 games this year. It wasn't like an exorbitant amount, but yeah, I think it ended up being 11 at the end. 11. Okay. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Either way, yeah, it it may like if you're scrabbling over pennies, that could change things a little bit, but it shouldn't have a serious impact for sure. Um, I mean, that's kind of the question we're getting to. I think that let's go. Avs is is talking about in chat. 
Makar will be the highest paid player on the team starting next season. Will no. he get more than Miko or not? That's, I don't know that's that that's question. true. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that he will be. But if he's not, it'll be real close. Yeah. Like nine-ish. <laughs> yeah. Somebody will, right before we went live, uh, somebody asked for what my prediction was, and I, I said seven years at 9.1. So that's just... I'm just throwing a dart. So in that case, he would he would be paid less than. Watch it be like nine point two four nine 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 a dollar less than Miko or something. That would be unnecessarily like petty ish. (laughs) Yes, it would. (laughs) Um, but look, especially. If they do decide to go long-term with Makar, the checkbook is open, right? It's basically just yeah. back up the dump truck yep. and get it done if they're going long-term. Yeah. Um, short-term or mid-term or any of that becomes a little bit of a different conversation. Uh, we will get into all those in a little bit. I did want to wrap up. Any other potential comparables here? Again, there really aren't any. All of these defensemen that are making the type of money Makar is going to make, you have Yossi, who's 31. I already said Petrangelo's 31. Dowdy signed his deal a while ago, but he's 31. Carlson signed his deal as what would be a, a free agent, unrestricted. The next one down is, I guess, uh, Ekblad, who signed very, very young for that $7.5 million. Um. But they're just yeah. – this is just they're like – Right. There's, it's another bullet in the chamber of Makar being this completely unique animal of an NHL player at the age of 22. Right. Well, and, and the other hard part is that the other the only guys that you would throw him into the lot with are also are – Haskin and Dahlin, yeah. Yeah, Quinn Hughes. Yep. So, you know, like it's – <clears throat> it's it's unlike any of the other contracts we've talked about because there were clear lines there that you could start from and be like, look, you can't you 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 want to be right in this neighborhood on this deal. Yep. With Makar, you look at the eight by eight that Thomas Shabbat got, and you go, okay, well, it has to be higher than that. How much higher is the question? Yeah, because it has to be it has to be higher than that. Just has to. That's uh, yeah. you'll, you'll get they, no argument from me there. They yeah. sign any kind of a multi year contract, and Kale McCarr ends up making less money than Thomas Shabbat next year. It's a grand slam steal, it's a it's a coup, <laughs> a sports coup, not a real coup. Okay, glad you had to clarify that. <laughs> um, so yeah, look. Makar is going to get paid. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about it one way or another. I think the question left is how does he get paid? For how long does he get paid? How do the Avs sort this out? How does Makar want to sort this out? So we can talk about that in the second period as we are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it down at the DNVR bar with eight different kinds on tap. Also check out their seltzers, their 15 can sampler pack. Absolutely delicious. Seltzers are kind of the jam of everyone right now. I, it's over the last like year or so we've seen this like awakening of everyone going, man, I never really knew that I like seltzers, but they're kind of awesome. Yeah, I have to, I have been, I have been informed that I have to bring a handful of different uh, seltzers to Canada with me this summer. Oh, there you go. Somebody's yeah. a seltzy fan and she wants to try all the Breck ones. <laughs> all right. Well, more more seltzers for everyone. I think that's a that's a talk we can all get behind. So jump on it. Try out the Breck Brew stuff. They're they're obviously delicious. I love them, of course. Um, we're also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. You can get to them just 15 minutes from downtown over in Lakewood. They do amazing work. Everyone who switched has said they've loved it. It's one of their best dental experiences ever. They'll take care of you top to bottom. And when you sign a sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam you get a free sonicare toothbrush because you know they're awesome and give you free electric toothbrushes so when you're not at the dentist it makes your teeth cleaning that much easier 
course, there's also us. You can get a DNVR membership right now today. If you get the annual, you get free shirts, you get exclusive content, you get bigger beers at the bar, you get all sorts of other stuff as well. Check it out. Join us in the DNVR lounge. Do all that awesome stuff. It's always a good time to sign up for a DNVR membership. I took a I took a week hiatus from the writing because I wanted to take a step back and not be too emotionally reactive with the hot takes and the you know yep i i think we all kind of like trade sam gerard yeah right like i wanted to i really wanted to take a step back but i do have a bunch of written content in the hopper coming your guys's way it's kicking up i'm going into the bar after the show to record a video so the content about to be coming at you be sure to check it out uh you know you can join us out on the golf course too going down to the uh the dnvr golf league on uh tuesday which is tomorrow so yeah come hang with us it's always a good time second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook all right so i think most avs fans in in the perfect world want kale mccarr for eight years right just lock him up for the rest of his prime at very least and you know, see him as a as an all time avalanche defenseman. Well, and we just we just went through this recently with Rantanen, so yep. people should be. Uh, I would say we should be at least like well versed in how the RFA process is going to work. the The only thing that has been kind of a pleasant surprise so far is that, from what we've heard already is that they are already working on a long-term deal. And I fully expected that they would go into this off season and we just wouldn't hear anything about Kale McCarr until the, till the end of the season and until like, training camp starts rolling around. Exactly. Yeah. And then getting into training camp, whatever. Right. Yep. Um, it's interesting to me that they are starting there, that they want to get McCarr done, that they're already grinding away. I wonder how much of that is just look. We can only leave so much space open at the at the tail end of the off season. We want to know what we have to spend or this what we have to do. Biggest deal out. and can set the the rest of the yeah. It sets up for us. It, yeah. it sets up their off season. If they know what this is, then they can go into the Landeskog con, con contract conversation with a certain idea, with a certain clarity, right? Yep. Being like, look, this is how much can reasonably be offered to other yeah. deals that need to get done. Because Makar, Makar is one of those guys where you're like, look, we're there isn't a world where Kale Makar's going you, anywhere. You make room for that, dude. So uh, I would also say that this is one of those cases where I just don't see the point anymore of a short-term deal. We've talked a lot about a bridge deal and how it would make sense, but operating under the assumption that the cap is flat for five years, the short-term deal. It's too long. Exactly. That's too, that's too many years. Even if we count that this is year one and there are four more years to go of flat cap, it's too many years. Well, and you have to remember with a five-year flat cap, Makar is 22. So I guess if you did a four-year deal, it'd take him to 26 and he'd still be RFA. Uh, well, four-year deal will take him to UFA, so that would probably be your worst-case scenario. Yes. Was his first year 19? Am I dumb? Um, Actually, his first year didn't count to UFA. Yeah, it? that's what I thought. I thought the playoff year didn't count. You're right. It doesn't count to UFA. It just counted for his ELC. So, so it would walk him to his last RFA year. If, if it's four, but if the flats cap for five years, at that point, getting him through the flat cap would walk him right to UFA. And yeah. let's face it, that's the last thing in the world the Avs want to do. Sure, but we say that, but like you still get him for five years. No, totally. Like if, if it comes down to Kale McCarr won't sign for anything more than five years, you still do it. But yeah, like Austin Matthews, you know, the, that deal, I think it ends and walks him, it gets him to UFA. And it's like, would they have loved to have gotten eight years? Totally. But that that gave them five years with that guy signed to go but and do something. 
but to your point, it makes certainly two, three-year deals make no sense anymore for Makar because there's just not going to be that much more money available for him. Even if he balls out over those two, three years without an increase in cap, the Avs are going to say, look, our maybe he makes a million more and, and breaks the 10 million barrier or something, that's, but it's not going to be a significant like 11, 12, 13 million that they can pay him. This is a great, 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 great point that you're making. It's I think it's the key point in why a bridge deal in this particular situation doesn't make sense. If I'm Vancouver and I'm with Quinn, I'm working with Quinn Hughes. It makes all the sense in the world, given that he had one really fantastic year and then a and really not so year. hot. So yeah, you're you know you can you can work your way into the the Matthew Kachuk three years seven million dollars for Quinn Hughes that makes perfect sense there, but for the Abs and and Makar, he's he he had one great year he had another great year you want to see some consistency uh, start to show up you would like to see him be a little healthier but he's also thrown in 31 points in 35 playoff games. He's been he's been as money a, in the playoffs as his, a 22-year-old. It, and his two full seasons, 15 points in 15 playoff games and 10 points in 10 playoff games. Yeah. So, so you're talking you're talking about a guy here that that has just he's just done everything production-wise and this is not the Tyson Berry one-way guy here. This is a this is a guy that has produced on both ends of the ice. He's been very good defensively. Now, the areas of improvement left in his game, like the the areas in which he will get better as he gets older, the biggest area is still defensively. Yep. But that's because he's already elite offensively and he's just very good defensively. Yep. I, I, his defense will continue to improve, but I think more than anything, the thing you can expect for to get better for him is you're going to start to see him more consistently be the one of the best players in the world. The game one against Vegas. Yep. Where he just took over that game and he was spectacular. He was breathtaking that night. Yep. He probably like we're not talking about him getting to that level all the time. But get ninety percent of the way there, a few percent of the time, a few fewer games where he's not invisible. Yeah, not as many. You really just kind of because right now it's still a little like this. Yep, and it's just got to be more like this, you know. Yep. It's not and about. We know the the highs are there. It's about setting a floor for him. Yep, raise it and consistently raising the floor and still having the high. So yeah. with Makar and, and look, the highs have been so high and they've been so good. Yeah, that's why, that's why he's getting paid. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're, if you're Kale Makar, you're looking at it, you're looking at, okay, what's the difference between a five-year deal and an eight-year deal and all this stuff, right? Eight-year deal walks him to age 30. Yep. That's fine. Oh, you take that all day. Like from an abs perspective, you're thrilled. I think it actually walks him to like his next contract would begin. At age thirty-one, yeah, because he, he changes in the off-season. He ages the right at the October. start of the year. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. So October thirtieth birthday. Yep. Um. So you're you're having the conversation about okay, well, if you're Makar, how much more money is in it for you if you take a three-year deal? If he signs for three years and eight and a half million dollars, this just I just completely made those numbers up. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. I mean, like, he's got an offer on the table for eight years at, so let's just say $9.5 million. Yep. Okay. Uh, okay. How much more money is he going to make at the end of that three-year deal? Okay. So he'll get a raise from that eight and a half. It'll probably be more than the nine and a half on the long-term deal, but how much more? Well, it just doesn't like, again, with the flat cap, if he signs a three-year deal, he's setting himself up to sign another short-term deal to yeah. just like squeak along to the cap finally going up and then getting a big payday in free agency. Well, and if, if he signs an eight-year deal and the cap stays flat for five more five, years, yeah, and this is year and and. That includes this offseason would be year one yep. of that five years. 
then the cap is only going up for three years. It may it, it may not even take its big jump that we're expecting it to take. It may not even take that really big jump in year one. Maybe not even in year two. We don't know what it looks like yet. But the fact is, is that that money just won't be there. Right. For He's really not getting underpaid for the majority of that deal. This There won't be a world where, where anybody is looking at Kale McCarr's contract and they're looking at it like Nathan McKinnon's. And we're like, oh my God, this is the steal of all steals. His agent is a moron. He did a terrible job. Blah, 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 blah. Any of the any of the criticisms that aren't even fair about that contract, which was a perfectly fair con like a good contract the day it was signed. Yep. And fun uh, fact, he and Mark Shifley signed on the same exact well, day. And here's the other argument to the long term deal is clearly when you look at Carlson, Dowdy, Yossi, Petrangelo, teams aren't afraid to pay exorbitant amounts of money for a 30 year old defenseman. Right. And that's like that's the that is a con literally that is a conversation for seven years from now. Yep. What you got seven years to figure things out. Like uh, but just one the, of the things that you and I talk about with the Sam Gerard conversation. Right. We got we got six more years of that deal. Don't even have to think about it for another Don't, five years. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that you're talking about moving him is because something either really bad happened or something really good happened. You're not, otherwise you're just not talking about it. It just doesn't make any sense. You're not worrying about, yep. you just don't have to worry about that deal anymore. It's done now. I mean, when was, it's, it's Landis Gogg's a free agent. Do you remember what the world looked like when he signed that contract? <laughs> like, where were you the day Gabe Landis Gogg signed that contract? Like, it's just such a huge deal. It's such a long deal. Yep. And I, I think that's some of the fear of players is that you get locked into those contracts for such a long time that it's it, like the security is nice, but a lot of things can happen in that time that maybe you aren't as happy with. Yeah. Cough. EK. Cough. Uh, well, I was thinking more like the... Matt Duchesne situation where he signed that deal and everybody was like, this is a lifelong F. And then then things got toxic. Yeah. By the end of that deal, everybody was like, let's move on. Sure. On that level too. But uh, all definitely fair. But to get back to my original point, there's even if McCarr signs an eight year deal, there's another payday coming, assuming health. Yep. So. The dude's going to make bank either way. The, the question is, does he want one more big payday after this, or is he going to try and get multiple? Yeah. Is he going to try and absolutely squeeze every dollar, maximize every single, like, does he want to go like how Ryan O'Reilly has in his career? Yeah. For every contract negotiation, he has fought tooth and nail for maximum dollar. Yep. Which, for the record, just putting myself out here, I am very pro player. Do what you got to do to get paid. Your window is that big, and you have to spend the rest of your life living off that money unless you go and do something else, which, of course, they will have to do at some point. But maximize that window. We we talk about it like, oh, what's an extra $500,000? Really? What's an extra $500,000? That's not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah, I know when we're looking at it in terms of millions you know, and millions, but we're talking about Kale McCarr and potentially an $80 million contract that he's looking at. Okay. I can understand where $500,000 doesn't look like a lot, but that's still a meaningful amount of money. Like yeah. these guys, these guys have to make that. This has to be it for them. This has to work. Yeah. And it's it's critical that they that they maximize these windows and that they get paid. But whew. I mean, there's some there's some security there in high dollar value long term deals too, because you don't know, right? You could you could become Jared Cowan overnight, yeah, and, and your knees are gone and you can't play anymore at age twenty three. And this is the thing that if McCarr signs a three year deal, this is why I this is why I mentioned. How much more money will he make? Yep. Because if he gets hurt, all of a sudden, can he even get back to that eight and a half? Yep. 
That's so, definitely a possibility. You know, or, or can he even get a long-term deal after that? You know, so that's that they're if 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 they can find there's value and security of a deal there for sure. If they can find ground that they're both comfortable with in seven to eight year range, and we had this conversation with Ranton and he signed for six years, I was thrilled and you were fine with it. Like you you were you didn't lose any sleep over it. Yeah, exactly. You wanted seven or eight. Yeah. Wanted as many as you can get, but yeah, of course. Would for me, I think this is the rare situation where just do it for eight. I just think it makes the most sense for everybody involved. Yep. McCarr McCarr has shown an ab uh, an abnormal amount of loyalty to this this point in his career to the to the to the programs and people who have given him chances. Not that being a top five pick was like, oh, this is a long shot, but there were questions. Like, do you let's be honest here? There were some there were some conversations his draft year. I didn't like Kale McCarr when he was when I first saw him as a prospect because I didn't like the AJHL. I didn't like that a guy who was what a, a month old, a month um, like he yeah. he was he was old for his his class. Because he was, he only missed the previous draft class by, by fifteen about a month. days. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it was not, it was not much, and so he was old for his draft class, and he was tearing up the HHL. He was heading to UMass, which at the time was coming off a season which they had won four games or something. Like it was, it was. There were a lot of real question marks about just how good is this guy versus how good is him against yes. a really low level of competition right right and those were they were questions and the ab said you know what we're, we're using a top five pick on him colorado's new scouting director played a big role in that he was he you know wade clippenstein was a big part of that western canada is his market yep and he said he said you want mccarr you want this guy and they took the chance Kill McCarr has paid off in a huge way. I, for me, he just, I don't want to make too much of the loyalty thing, but it has been a factor in his career. For sure. Um, I do want to talk about that a little bit more in period three, but first, yes, Victor and Sasha, 500K will buy you a portion of the DNVR subdivision. That's exactly correct. Um, <laughs> um, we do have to take our break, though, as we are brought to you by Hassle Cattle Company, bringing it damn good beef to go along with your damn good beer. They have a buy three, get one free deal going on right now. So if you really like, whether it be their Wagyu beef burgers or maybe their sirloins or their in bone-in, T-bone, ribeyes, you name it, any of their products, buy three, get one free with a great deal. And you get 10% off on top of that with code DNVR10. So jump on it. If you want to try them, we have their Wagyu burgers down at the DNVR bar. If you order $200 or more, so you get your whole group together, get the whole DNVR subdivision to do an order, and you can get free shipping as well. Brought to you as well by Strava Craft Coffee. CBD infused coffee. They've been with us for a very long time and get 25% off when you use code DNVR25 on your first order online. And you can get 20% off for life when you sign up for their subscription service. It's a great deal. The CBD is awesome. If you're really sore after a long round of golf like me, it can really help out with some sore joints and things like that. In the same vein, Solace Meds, that's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com, has your hookup. They have four locations in Colorado, which you can order online and then go to pick up, get in, get out quick. For all of your THC, CBD needs, you name it, check them out. Use code DNVR20, get 20% off, and they even have that one location just right down a couple blocks away from the DNVR bar. They also have specific deals on various products, so... Just go look, go browse them, and see what they got for great deals. Picks yourself up some awesome stuff. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. On that note, also be sure to like and subscribe to the video, as that helps us out a ton here on YouTube. If you want notifications every time we go live, you can hit the bell. We usually go live for the Av show at 1 p.m., but, you know, it's off-season. Sometimes things come up and we go live at random hours of the day. Uh, 
P.S. This Thursday, we are having a special show to yep. celebrate 1,000 episodes of this podcast. Uh, we will be in studio with a couple of familiar faces. Yeah. If you want to uh, relive some of the history of the podcast, especially yep. for those of you that have been around for a long time. It won't be the absiest show we've ever done. We're going to be talking a lot about just the pod and the, the history of the of pod and NPR slash like BSN. Yeah. Kind of just kind of just a uh, a celebration of how this pod got to where it is today. Yep. And then we can joke about what it'll what we'll do for the 2000th show. But for right now, we're celebrating 1,000 shows on Thursday. Should be a blast. Super excited for it. Yeah. yeah. With that said, Makar and the conversation about loyalty. Um, This has been a little bit of a through line of his time in college, especially where he came back for the second year. You know, there are interviews he's done where you remember he even before that mass in the first place, because he coaching staff was fired as he was going to go there for his freshman year. Right. But he was also not an elite prospect. Yep. And then as he became one, the, the North Dakotas and the calling and the Boston schools all started sniffing around and he was like, I'm going to UMass. Yep. And it takes a certain kind of guy to can, and especially I'd actually forgotten Greg Carvel got hired yep. after that commitment. Yep. And he stuck with UMass. Yep. It was, so, uh, it was certainly interesting to see. And, and you saw after his first year, too. He did these interviews where he said, you know, I want to come back to, to UMass. I want to help build this friend, this college, I suppose, this NCAA team into this something better program. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. He wants he wanted to make that program special, and he did, obviously, in his second year, taking them to uh, the national title game. Losing, of course, but hey, they, they won their chip this year. So Well, and he helped build that. Yep. And uh, I believe... The other Makar brother was is on that co- team. Was he? Is he on it or is he just committed? I forget. But I think he's on it. It's dude. The years go by fast. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and with us not having reason to pay yeah, much any attention, attention to the younger brother, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the program this year is that too. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm not not to be like Taylor doesn't matter. Just that you know, look. I wish Taylor McCarr all the best, but that dude's not getting drafted. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's still it's super cool though that that like they they went there together, they helped build up that program, and it's funny because which which one has a chip? Yeah, it's true. It's like uh, the the younger Richard brother has more uh, has more cups than anyone, I believe, but. The brother thing is always like interesting. Like, I mean, everyone's favorite hockey stat that doesn't know anything about hockey is the Gretzky brothers least. have the most points. Yeah, yeah, and, and all of them, but what two are are Wayne's? I think. Oh, is he not at UMass yet? I thought that yeah. the, I thought he was at UMass this year. He's I thought going he was next year. year. Good no one. chip he's, for him. Quite a bit younger. Yeah. All right. Well, but in any case, anyway. I'm back on the topic of Kale Makar. Uh, the stalls were really good. That's a that's a super successful NHL I, family. Who, I mean, I'm trying to think of another family that had at sometimes four brothers all in the NHL. The Sutters. Yeah, the Sutters. That's a good point. Good call. Good call. Um. Anyway, yeah, there's definitely some hockey families out there. Uh, but with Makar... I mean, we're about to see a third Hughes brother get drafted in the top 10 that's next true. month. That's true. And so, Anyway, not the yeah, yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, with Makar, the <laughs> the loyalty factor is is interesting, right? How far does that stretch when it comes to... This is now his livelihood. 
this is now how he's going to make the money for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, and you remember he at UMass, he majored in um, sports management. Yep. I, so oh. he put himself in a position to understand the economics of this situation. For someone asked earlier, his agent is Brian Bartlett, um, also the agent for guys like JT Miller, Alex Tuck, funnily enough, Will Butcher, a handful of other NHLers as well. But Cal McCarr is about to be his uh, his golden goose. <laughs> that was well phrased because I was not going to use I was not going to put it quite so eloquently. <laughs> well, we get lucky sometimes. Um, but yeah, there's a certainly, there's a certain level of understanding from Makar when it comes to these things, given that he actively sought out classes to understand sports management. Yeah. Um, so like, it's a, it's fair to wonder, like we've seen the personality wise, we've seen, he's been, he's been a loyal guy, but so do we think he's going to be cutthroat about this? I don't think so. He's also going to understand his value. Yeah. He's not signing for $7 million over seven years or something. Yep. He's not putting, he's not going to sign a hilariously low deal. Friendly deal at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, I don't think we're ever going to look at this contract and think, oh my God, what a steal. Like we don't look at Miko's contract that way. Nope. We look at it and we say the guy's getting paid a lot of money to produce and he produces. The value is fair there. He's he's you could feel like Miko Rantanen is living up to his deal. Yep. Especially because he was arguably their best forward in the postseason. I don't I don't think there's any argument against that. Yeah. Maybe Saad, I guess. But well, and see with Saad, I don't think so. I I I would agree with you. I think Miko was better, but Saad was the one filling the net. Yeah, Saad was the one who got the the good breaks. For sure. Like he's he's the, he got both of the soft goals against Flurry, the one the breakaway and with the, the trans lifted the stick, yeah. and then the yeah the one where Flurry tried to reach across his yeah. body, yeah, yeah. So like like Sod was Sod was everything that they wanted. Um, got a little bit lucky production wise in the postseason, but like you're paying for an elite player, and they got an elite performance from Miko. And it's now time for them to be, and I, to be honest, having not been burned on that contract probably gives them confidence that they're that rolling, they that they will again, get, yeah. yeah, that they will get what they want out of McCard. Their process worked. Yep. All right. So, what are the chances that McCard just really likes the number eight and does the Crosby thing, and just Friends. gets a deal that's eight? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the abs would be over the happy million. to do it. Yeah. Eight by eight by, uh, 8.88 million dollar deal. Does yep. he like eight that much? I doubt it. But if he did, what a steal. It would be fun if it was like they could, they agree to a $9 million deal. And then it's actually like 9 million and eight. <laughs> at $8 at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So he, he actually makes nine million and and like one <laughs> per year. Yeah. Across an eight year deal. <laughs> eighty million dollars eighty million and eight dollar contract. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him that. Jeez. That'd be hilarious. Uh okay. So yeah. Clearly I barring like something completely out of left field. This has pretty much come to a reasonable conclusion and just get it done for both sides. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're starting here um, is important. The The reality of the flat cap is important. Um, McCarr's personality is important. Their cap space. Um we haven't really talked too much about Colorado's cap situation, cap friendly updated all their stuff. Yep. So that they are at right about 25.5 million in cap space. Yep. But basically have an entire roster to sign. They only have seven forwards and four defensemen under contract. And 
well, I mean, five the, defensemen and one goaltender because Francois and Johnson are on LTIR yeah. or on IR. Well, and, but you get into weird conversations about who's your top sixty. Is Timmins in that conversation? Well, Timmins is on time too, so you still have to. Well, get him no, to deal. I know, but I'm saying, you know, who who gets a starting spot depends on how many active roster defensemen you have. Yeah, like if McDonald's on there, et cetera. Et cetera. Right. But point is, is that they have work to do. $25 million. Yep. So, um, how do bonuses work into the salary cap? So, bonuses are based on specific accomplishments written into the contracts and are awarded to players uh, after the season. And they are depending on the team situation, they are either applied to that year's cap or next year's cap or they're moved. So it's, it's the way that the way that bonuses depend on both the bonuses and the team situation. So it's, yeah. it's complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure we will have some armchair GM shenanigans as we get closer to free agency. But. Yeah. So yes, right now they are right at 24 or 25, uh, basically 25.5 million to spend. So you look at McCarr is going to take up a decent chunk of that. Well, I mean, you look at, yeah, the number we've always had was somewhere around 16, 17 million for McCarr and Landeskog. Yep. And so that would leave the Avs with about eight and a half plus whatever they gain from whatever yeah. happens in the expansion draft. Yep. So 25 25.5 right now with a bunch of a bunch of yes, they should they should buy the 22 million dollar There you go. Perfect. As they're instead of spending money on Patrick Nemeth at the deadline next year, a 22 million dollar yacht <laughs> to sit in front of the net and block shots on the PK. <laughs> Shift change will be a little bit of a problem, but <laughs> and you're playing every shift four on five offensively, but defensively you should be good. Uh, I love that. I love that we've just decided yachts are twenty two million dollars. Yeah. That's just what they cost. There's no other possible option. Um. Yeah. So obviously these conversations are going to evolve over the course of the off season, but from the sound of it. Macars might be the one that sets the table for the rest of this evolving conversation. Yeah, and look, if you if you if you go through the entire offseason, if they want to do it in reverse and they want to do it like a typical RFA, like how I thought they were going to, um, so they they go through their whole offseason, but then they just have like eleven ish million dollars, yeah, kind of just, just sitting, sitting there. around waiting for Macar to figure it out. Yeah, and they let all the other teams spend their money and do whatever you know. Look at what Vegas did last year. They went and they got aggressive. Do they miss Nate Schmidt at all? No, definitely not. No, not one bit. Now, are they likely going to have to pay that Piper at some point? Totally, but. For right now, totally worth the their aggressiveness was totally worth it. Totally yep. worth it. And so Colorado spending that money and getting their own guys locked up so that they know what they are what they have in the what bank. They can spend for whatever they want to do, yeah. And what they need to move if they want to try and move an extra contract out beyond the expansion draft. You know, if they can find a taker for Eric Johnson's contract or if they want to retain salary, how much do they want to retain? Depends on how much they have, how much they need in order to do what they want to do. That's true. They're, all of those conversations become a lot easier for them to have if they know what Kale McCarr is making. I it becomes a lot easier know. for them to find the line in the sand in negotiations with Philip Grubauer yep. if they know what Kale McCarr is making. Because you know, like, you know Kale McCarr is coming back. Yeah, right. There's, that, no, there's no, there's no, like, apocalyptic world in which he doesn't return. Yeah. Whereas Grubauer and Landeskog, there's both a worst case scenario where those guys where they're are gone. Deep. Yep. And yeah. And it's easier to be firmer with those guys, right? If you have a say, look, this is how much money we have to offer you full stop. We cannot offer you more than this. We will be over the salary cap. Like, yep. That that's so, how the Avs can look at it by getting McCarr done. 
as soon as as soon as they have that clarity, it could set up the rest of their offseason. Yep. So hopefully, now that we've spent all show talking about it, they get it done relatively soon. We are one month away today. We are one month away from the expansion draft. Yep. Which means that we are three and a half weeks away from expansion lists being decided upon. That's not very much time. It is not. They've got big decisions that they have to make. They have a whole offseason plan that they have to come up with. And granted, they've had two weeks to work on it. So it's not like just because we're talking about it today. They haven't just been started. sitting around doing nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're not just chilling. They're working on it. Uh, yeah, so that's... We're starting to we're starting to get into we're starting to creep into time crunch territory um, between the NHL draft and free agency and the expansion draft all happening within an eight day period. I mean, your favorite saying on the show in the off season is that actions spur or deadlines spur action. So, yep, there you go. That's uh, I guess that about wraps it up on Makar the. Whatever ends up happening with the contract, I think the thing to take away is that dude is definitely still going to be with the Avs for the foreseeable future. So once that deal gets done, if that deal gets done, could really make the path extremely clear for what the Avs have to do the rest of the offseason. We just have to wait and see until the first domino falls, I suppose. Yep. All right. Well, any final thoughts on Makar or his effect on other potential deals, AJ? I hope it gets done quickly, and I hope it puts all kinds of pressure on Dallas and <laughs> to pay the big bucks, and, yeah, yeah, to go to go big. All right, you love to hear it. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. However, you consume the pod, we appreciate all y'all so very much. Hope y'all will tune in for Thursday. It should be a fun little show, um, especially those of you that have been around for a long time. But yeah. you new folks are more than welcome too. Yeah, really, and all the new folks. I mean, again, it's not going to be a super abzy show. It's going to be a how the show to, came the to history be. of the DNVR abs pod. If you want to yeah. get up to speed a little bit, uh, either way, thank you again, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.